The winds of change are blowing, and it's easy to get lost and off track. Hi, I'm Renee Barabow, the practical shaman, Hay House author of Winds of Spirit, a wind whistler, and soul coat. This is a show for pioneers who want to learn to navigate the world with a chaotic spin awake. Welcome back to the I Am Symposium for the Winter Solstice 2017. And this has been so much fun for me because all of the people who are are on this uh, symposium are people who have been very instrumental in my growth and my development as I've written the book, Winds of Spirit, and before, even before the winds wasn't even an idea, especially the woman that I have today, Lori Lothian. And we met many years ago on one of my trips to Peru, and it was an instant infatuation of the meeting of the minds and the heart. And Mm -hmm. Lori is an ordinary woman who seven years ago had an extraordinary overnight spiritual awakening. This dramatic shift of perception led her to create the Awakened Dreamer blog, where she reports over 11,000 subscribers about magic and miracles available to anyone who is willing to engage reality with a sense of wonder. She currently teaches visionaries and change makers how to use their power of awakened magic to create a life of radiance, love, power, and purpose. And she's a delight. I'm thrilled you're here. And I suspect we're going to learn a little bit more about magic today. <laughs> hey, Renee. Yeah, gosh, did we ever fall in love on that trip? Um, so great to be here. Anytime I do something with you, it's so much fun. Um, so yes, I'm going to talk about a particular kind of magic, which is what I call the soul's voice and hearing it. And actually all magic is about the soul's voice. It's that interaction between, you know, the um, finite side of who you are and the infinite or your higher self, if you want to call it that. So, and some people even call it the quantum self, you know, some physicists have ventured that far. So, um, you know, your, your focus here seems to be about like in the darker times, the turbulent times, and the windy, chaotic times, how do we really get uh, in touch with something that gives us hope and uh, enlivens us? And so what, what I want to present is something that really works in my life in some very unusual ways, how to hear your soul's voice and why you should hear it. So when I say to people, um, I want you to hear your soul's voice, it sounds so esoteric. It sounds like I'm saying, you know, get down on your hands and knees and pray, or I'm asking someone to like, you know, have a mystical experience or go into a deep trance. And it's not like that at all. Like the beauty of the soul's voice, even though it is the still small voice within, even though it comes in quietly, is it is a steady hum. It is always there. It's not chaotic. It doesn't come and go. What comes and go is chaos and the mind and the thoughts and the, and the drama of the world. But the, the soul's voice is like the background hum. Mm, it's just always there. And so the um, trick, the magic trick, is how to hear it. And then when you hear it, how to act on it. Because if you don't act on the voice of your soul, you don't develop the trust between that aspect of you and your everyday self, then um, this, that sound is not uh, more quiet, but less perceivable. It's like you're, you're tuning it out. So you develop a trust with that inner voice um, when you act on your soul's uh, call, when you listen and then you act. So I was in a, I actually wrote notes, which I never do. I'm such a freeform person, but today I thought I'm not going to wing it because I really love this material and I don't want to do it a disservice by not being focused about exactly what I'm, I mean. So why do you want to hear the soul's voice? What does it give you? 
I mean, what's the point of it? And I came up with three things that were, have been really clear for me. When I'm listening to my soul's voice, I am safe, I am comforted, and I have clarity. And, you know, <laughs> safety is a funny one because we discount the very practical side of the soul's voice. It's so practical. So it's everything from the time I was driving my car and a little voice said, slow down now, slow down now. And I was rounding a corner on a highway. I was in my 20s. And I was going really fast in a wooded highway. And a deer jumped out in front of my car. And had I been going the speed that I was going around that bend, if I hadn't slowed down, there was no way I could have avoided a collision with a male buck, a big baby, like, you know, with the big horns and stuff uh, in my little teeny car that I had. So it would have been pretty bad for both of us. And so that voice actually allowed me to step into safety and out of harm's way. Um, you know, and it doesn't just have to be physical safety. <laughs> I actually have a history of selling stocks just before they crash. Stop, like it's my inner stop loss. You know, my soul tells me, I sold that stock now. And just before the big tech bubble burst in 2000, and two year 2003, I had invested in a whole bunch of shit. I had tons of stocks, excuse my language. And I literally heard the voice about a week before the first big wobble. Uh, sell everything now. And I sold every single stock that I had, even some out of a bit of a loss, which was nothing compared to what it would have been had I not heard that signal. Because if you don't if you remember that, it was really fast. So financial safety, physical safety. And um, I kind of suspect that when we're having a lot of chaos in our lives that is causing us some kind of harm, we've kind of hung up the phone, you know, we're kind of disconnected, we're not in tune. I don't think our soul ever puts our, our, us in harm's way. I really don't. Not in true harm's way. Not in a way that we're not able to, be, to become, um, to rise through, above and through it. Uh, so, you know, you just remember that. It's not like your soul's out to get you. It's <laughs> out to help you. Uh, comfort. You know, I think in the religious text, like I'm not religious, but I think in the biblical sense that sometimes the soul is called the comforter the, or the voice of comfort. And, um, you know, one of the most trying times in my life, the one where I was really up against the wall of my own belief in a divine power was when my mom was uh, hit by a car when I was 39. And I often bring these stories up about that time in my life because not only was it the most challenging and emotionally distressful time, it was also the biggest uh, awakening for me uh, into the magic of life. And when I talk about the comforter, I don't mean that after she died, I was feeling my soul's voice. I mean, my soul was so wise, so wise that the day of my mother's death, I heard a voice in the morning say, go to the mall and buy your mother's birthday present. Now, her birthday had been three weeks earlier or more, and I had been, I was late, August, I, whoa, I was way behind. It was like six weeks earlier, and I always said my mom a birthday gift, and here I am, she was 66, and I was 39, and I, just to time frame it, and I'm like, okay, I'll go buy her a birthday gift. So I went to the mall, I bought her two gifts that day, and I was driving home from the mall, I heard an, uh, a kind of inner reverie uh, asking me to think about all the things I loved about my mom, and I was contemplating everything about her from my childhood, almost like a flashback. And when I got home that day in the evening, I got the call that she had been hit by a car and killed. Now, what's the comfort in this story? Well, for me, at that time in my life, being incredibly mystical and attuned to non-ordinary reality, this idea that I kept saying to myself over and over, I bought her birthday gift on her death day, for me was comforting. Because I knew that my soul had set me up to know that my mother's death was a birth, that she, had, she was birthed into a new reality, that she was you know, physically no longer here, 
but that she had been born again into something new, just like birth. Death was no different. And even though I knew that intellectually, like, cause I'd for years been able to like talk to dead people and all of that for clients. I was a clairvoyant then. This was the sinking deep, like rooted knowing. And that got me through this huge upset in my life, this comfort of the way I was told, don't fret, don't fret. It's okay. It's a death day. It's a birthday. No difference. So that always, always stayed with me as one of my biggest uh, truths in my soul. Um, so I said, safety and comfort, clarity. <laughs> you know, it's so hard to be clear today. I'm like so foggy sometimes. Oh my God. There's so much distraction in the world. There's so many things going on and it's easy to get sucked into like the, all the peripheral noise of the world. And when I want to be clear on something, I really need to hear my soul, especially if I'm doing something out of my comfort zone. So I went to Bali in April to study with a teacher that I really adore. Um, she teaches women to be empowered around money and her name is Morgana Ray. And I was doing this, um, and it's a big investment for me and it's a big trip to Bali and it's an intensive like week with these other women. And I, and I just heard this voice say, you're supposed to do it. Like I knew because I got an email from her with an opening and I'm like, but, 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 but. So I said to myself, look, if I'm going to do this, I need to have a sign. I need to know for sure. So give it to me. So I left my house that morning with that question to my soul. And by the end of the day, I had three very clear indicators. And this is where synchronicity comes in. The synchronicity is a dialogue with the voice of the soul. I literally am driving my car to a notary public to sign some documents. And on the way there, I see a billboard. It says, your money's best friend. And that is exactly what she sort of is. She's like your money ally, the woman who's teaching this course. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a sign. But I'm, I'm way more picky than that. Then I get to the notary public and I'm signing some documents with a friend of mine. And my friend says, oh my God, look at the map of the, the notary's wall. Like we're, we're in his office with the notary. And he says, he's even been to Bali because this notary has pins in the board of every place he's been in the world. And I said, he's been to Bali. Okay, that's where the, the retreat is. The third sign the same day was I literally, handy iPhone, I'm, I'm driving, which I shouldn't be doing, and I hear a pinging of a Facebook message on my iPhone. <laughs> so I looked at it, and it was a woman who um, had been to Bali with a friend of mine years ago, and she, out of the blue, she pings me and says, you don't, may not remember me, but I'm um, a friend of your friend Giorgio's, you know, and I was in Bali with him, and I wanted to reach out to you to say something. I can't remember what she was saying. I'm going, Oh, really? A PM from a woman telling me about Bali. So three out of three, I signed up that next day. I had an interview with Morgana and I was off to the races. And it was an amazing process and an amazing expansion for who I was. So my soul did not let me down. The clarity was rewarded with the uh, magnitude of content and transformation I had in the land of magic Bali and with this particular teacher. So those things, clarity and comfort and safety are important. I think we all want those. So our soul's voice is important. And how do we hear it? Like without going into like deep prayer, tr shamanic trance states or any other weird stuff that seem like really hard. Uh, well, first of all, why don't we hear it? I should say that because we don't hear it for the very simple reason we're distracted. I mean, it's just sheer noise in the in like, me like electrical mechanical stuff. There's something called a signal to noise ratio. And it's very similar. The, the noise is outpacing the signal. It's way louder. So you know, TV, you know, internet, crazy life, busy, busy, busy. Thinking mind is a, is a noise. And 
there's another quality of reality lately that I, I consider like I call the Neptune deficiency. <laughs> Neptune is the planet that stands for your imagination. And because we see everything, it's coming at us in visual, like movies, TV, internet, video, like what we're doing. Um, our, it kind of numbs us out to our own capacity to use our imagination. Like when we read a book, we imagine the characters. When we um, hear a story, oral storytelling, we imagine the characters. And our Neptune deficiency is like an imagination retardation, really, or, you know, where it's a deficiency. And I'm bringing this up because the capacity to use your inner vision and your imagination is really a, a big part of your ability to tune into that still small, small signal that slow, steady hum of the inner voice. So I teach courses on how to do that, how to get your imagination ramped up. But, so noise and lack of imagination, um, but how to hear it in simple ways. Three friggin' amazing, easy ways that I love. I actually give you four. Okay, so put yourself into an easy trance. This is like blow drying your hair, which I did for this interview, because I thought, why not? So, and blow drying my hair this morning is when I came up with what I wanted to talk about. So. There you go. It's literally a monotonous sound, like a didgeridoo, the blow dryer, vacuuming your house, uh, standing in the shower, the sound of the water pouring on you, um, driving a distance where you don't have to think, you know, like it's low, low maintenance driving, but don't put your car radio on. Um, walking in the woods or walking in nature, walking in the beach without, without uh, distraction, not with your phone in your ear or uh, an iPod playing or something, just stillness. Those repetitive, easy motions, if you do that, whether it's outside or in your house, whatever it is, um, it allows the mind to settle. It allows the noisy mind to settle. It will actually just calm down. You know, the thoughts will slow down. And in the space between those thoughts, that's where the soul voice rises up. So like very practically drying my hair this morning, it was like, okay, do an outline and it looks like this. I might get a really good uplink to my soul's voice because I've practiced for years, but it's just accessible for everyone using those really easy, like super easy trance techniques. <laughs> okay, so the other one is dream incubation. Um, I'm a high, super high recall girl. Like I really remember my dreams and you can cultivate that. Um, but if I have a big question, one that I really want to be blown away by, I ask, I ask, I go to bed at night and go like, give me a dream that gives me a clarity or a clear signal about this choice I might be making. Um, like to take this trip or, you know, to, uh, launch this course or whatever. And I listen because my dreams are very accurate. So for me, I can hear the soul's voice really crystal clear if I'm very specific with a question and I wait for the dream to show up. And in general, I say to people, give it three days. Like don't just the first night, nothing happened. Give it a good three day um, gestational period or incubation period. Um, and then I have a friend who's got a simple technique and it's called, she calls it PAL. And it's her intellectual property. So I'm going to name her here. Her name is Daniela Hess and she's the founder of the Heart Path Organization or Institute. Heart Path Institute, and um, colleague and friend, and she uh, uses PAL, pause, no, PAL, yeah, pause, ask, listen. Yeah, that's it, because right? I, I love that. It's so simple. So in the middle of your chaotic, noisy environment, say literally it's chaos at work or something, and suddenly you're having to make a decision that you're unsure of, um, you literally stop, like, whoo, pause. Ask, I need a sign, I need a signal, what should I do? And then quiet, listen, listen for the information, listen for an inner knowing, listen for something to come to you that way. 
And the last thing I'm going to say, because I don't have a timer for how long I'm talking, love, is action is key. It doesn't matter how often you hear your soul's voice or how well you are attuned to it if you don't act on it. Um, and I can count the times I didn't act on it, whether it was to sell a stock or buy a stock. I use a stock because it's where I'm the least sure and most shaky is taking financial risks with my soul's voice. And so that's my little edge that I'm up against, my growth edge. So I can't count the times I didn't listen. I got to tell a funny story. Um, I, I was at a workshop or an uh, event, a girl, girlfriend's birthday, and a woman told me about a stock that her husband owned. So it's insider trading. Yeah, okay, it's his company. But she said, we just made this big discovery, and uh, we're going to go really big with this. And I knew it. And a week later, that stock, like, gazillioned, it quadrupled, whatever, quintupled. And I heard the call. I knew my soul said, buy that stock, and I didn't. And there's many occasions where I haven't listened, and I kicked myself. And I think we all know the feeling you know, kicking yourself and you know, damn it. I really, I heard that signal. I knew I, I shouldn't have taken or I should have done or I would have and I could have and I didn't listen. So if I could say anything to everybody, it takes a, a courage to listen and act, but it takes practice to develop trust. You know, it's, it's over time, just like a trusting relationship with a girlfriend or a, a partner. The trust is earned with your soul and, and vice versa. It's a relationship. So, you know, baby steps at first, little messages, little follow throughs, but as you get bigger and, and more clear and more um, in a uh, hyper engaged relationship with your soul, then you can take big, big leaps of faith with it. And it's funny because I drew this card today. It's called Leap Now. It's from my Awakened Dreamer Oracle deck. And I said, what is the message I need to tell people about? Um, because this is another way to hear your soul, right? Draw a card from an oracle deck. This is my own. And it's t teaching people it's how to take leaps of faith. But it only starts with the small baby steps. And so, you know, it's not fair to your soul <laughs> to put your soul on the line, to, you know, nor is it fair to you to, for, to, you know, to that, edge, that edge of big leaps at first. No, start little small steps of hearing the small, still voice, the constant voice, and then responding. And over time, then you do take big leaps like me and Bali. That was a big leap for me. <laughs> yeah. So that's the lay of the land. I hope that made sense, Renee. It absolutely did. In, in my book, Winds of Spirit, that same kind of technique, I have a, a technique in there called a wind walk, where you ask a question, and then you go outside your house, and you wait until the wind gives you a little kiss on your cheek or sometimes a little blow up you know blows your hat off at your head but then you start to walk because then you know you've made the connection with the wind and you can make that you know you can take that walk and get your answer so um you can add that to your list of I, oh, techniques I, that you use i love that that's like having a dialogue with the wind as your ally. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the, well, the wind is your ally. Well, the wind is your aspect of your soul, which is an ally. <laughs> ally or ally? I thought you said Allah. <laughs> ally. No ally, but <laughs> we can reframe that. It could be Allah, too. Allah, yes. Well, mm -hmm. you know, before, before the uh, Muslims, um, they, were wind, they were wind believers in Turkey. They, they, they navigated with the wind. So, so you're, that nature is just another aspect of of what you're speaking about um, and your magical charms. And so, the, so, so synchronicity and, you know, how, 
give people like one exercise, you know, like something that they can, you know, people like direction. So maybe give us one exercise that we can use so that we can test out the synchronicity or these hearing these soul answers. Is there something that you can offer us that way? Actually, I think there's a couple of things. Well, one is, um, you know, there's a kind of a readiness that comes with synchronicity. Like in other words, um, the degree to which you're going to experience it is the degree to which you're willing to be available to available to it. So it's literally just um, kind of a petition to your soul saying, I actually say to students in a, one of my classes, the 40 day magic challenge early on in that particular course, I say, I want you to be very specific today. And I want you to like start your day. So it's, it's a test, like testing one too, but believe me, the soul doesn't ignore the call. So it's like, wake up one day, make it a very specific orientation of 24 hours so that you can feel, um, uh, you can feel the power of this exercise. Wake up one day, give it a 24 hour time limit for your soul and say, I, I really want to hear you and know you through synchronicity, but I want it to be very specific to this question. So that's the other thing because you know, your soul has no idle time. It doesn't care. It doesn't dazzle you with synchronicity for no apparent reason. It's always giving you a message, right? It's like very focused. So if you focus your question, and your willingness is there to receive the answer, you will be dazzled by synchronicity. And that's really what your soul's asking you to do. Pay attention, I'm here. So I say to people, start a day by the 24-hour limit for your soul time limit with a big question. Like, I really want to know the answer to this, whatever it is, you know, should I do that? Most people are concerned with actions, like what action I need to take. So, so that's the most common. Should I stay in this relationship? Is it my best good to break up? Should I keep this job? Should I take this job? Um, you know, should I try this health um, protocol? Um, should I see this doctor? Be very specific. And then listen through the day as the synchronicities unfold. And they will. They will. Just like my ballet story. It's the best one. The second one is actually my gift for everybody here. It's like enter the synchronicity virtual <laughs> meditation. And I only say that because I did this meditation in, in very deep trance myself. I was deeply tranced when I created it for students. And what it is, it's simply a guided 15-minute meditation, sound produced by my son. So it's got lots of good sound quality. He's a sound engineer. And basically, it walks you through a, an imaginary uh, process to swing those doors wide open, the synchronicity portal, like to literally cross a threshold to a new level of engagement with your soul. And for a lot of people who've taken that, uh, done the meditation many times, actually, but, you know, refreshed themselves, um, it has had amazing results. They've gone from, like, low decibel, you know, volume with their soul or low synchronicity to super, super over-the-top stuff, you know. How so cool is that? So if you want that meditation, you're going to have to sign up for the symposium because there's lots of ways you can get here to this event page on Facebook. But in order to get the gifts, the, the, the juice, the magic, you have to sign up at the imsymposium.com and then we'll actually send you a link to her gift page and the synchronicity meditation, which I can't wait to try myself because I don't think I've heard it yet. Um, I don't think you have. I don't think I've ever sent it to you. Oh, you have not. <laughs> um, and I'm usually one of her, you know, test guinea pigs for some of these things. Like she said, we became fast friends and, and not beyond, you know, we see each other from time to time. I think it's time for another see each other, right, though? I think we're overdue. I think we're way overdue. And so that said, um, you know, the, the connects, just know the connections you meet and the people you meet and in cyber time, are the people who may be holding you in a lot of other ways. So this is, a, this is a gathering, a tribe gathering here of this I Am Symposium. 
And all of these people are people that you can now connect to and put those spokes out for your own synchronistic experiences and magic for happening in your life. So, Lori, what is the one thing you want to leave people with for um, a New Year's message? I have a quote at the end of all of my emails. It's by Rumi, and it's like basically, I'm probably going to paraphrase it here. Um, like basically, why are you playing small? You're the universe in ecstatic motion. And if I have any message for me, so therefore it's for you guys, everybody, it's like to remember the truth of that because, you know, we get locked into our smallness so easily, so easily, and our soul is so vast and that's who we really are. So remember that your bigness, your ecstatic motion self, trust it. And I was thinking that when you were talking about when you were asking, should I leave a relationship or shouldn't I or whatever? So many times the, these winds of spirit will say to me, insignificant, Renee, you know, like really, what does this matter in your big soul scheme, whether or not you do X, Y, or Z today? So I'm sure you experience that as well. Yeah, well, the soul doesn't really care about the small things, but it won't let you down on them if that's where you want to play. That's another thing. Your, your soul will respond to whatever size of the, like whatever playground you want to play in. Your soul doesn't judge it. Now, if you want to play in the smaller playground, that's fine. But I say, you know, take the big leap into the bigness of all who we all are because the planet needs it, guys. <laughs> it needs everyone to hear their soul voice and play big. Okay, it's like there's no time like the present because we have, you know, environmental chaos and political chaos and we have just simple like intensity, right? This isn't a very intense time to be alive. And I think it needs to be matched with bigness and big, big leaps of faith for each of us, each of us. So 2018 is a year playing big. Model, yes, I love it. Woo, playing like big with, ex with ecstatic motion. <laughs> so that, and, 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 and that means some big winds could blow too, everyone. So hold on to your hats. Lori Lothian, um, her website is theawakendreamer.com is one place you can find her. And if you sign up for the I Am Symposium, you're going to get an awesome gift. So thank you for being here with us today. Thanks, Renee.